Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party Podcast, 5.08 p.m. And I'm back once again with the raw, the real, and the red pill. All right. Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party Podcast is back. It is Monday. It's not that I just got home from work. I just got home from pretty much cleaning because I had more shit to do when I got home before I got it. I got a chance to really record. And now I am here, man. It is Monday. We are back for another week, man. Hopefully you guys had a good weekend. And now it's time to get back to the workplace. And, you know. I was listening to a few things today at work. Well, for one, let me just tell you guys briefly about my workday. Started off pretty retarded, considering the fact. All right, so let me give you all the scoop. And this is a rare occasion for me. So honestly, for me, this is a first. So as a custodian slash maintenance uh, worker, right? <clears throat> for the first time during the summertime, I'm working by myself, at least until Wednesday. Um, from what I remember, from Wednesday, yeah, at least until Wednesday. My coworker is taking his vacation days while he can because he's about to leave and work in the same school district that I live in. I think I talked about that yesterday. So I come in, I have to empty out these uh, dehuman. What do they call them? The fuck? Uh, the dehumidifier. So the dehumidifier, we have like one dehumidifier, if I'm saying this right. If I'm not, I'm not going to say the word again. We have these machines that look like fans that uh, make the room a lot less humid, less muggy. Because throughout the summer, well, today I did like three rooms. I'm emptying out rooms, cleaning tables, cleaning chairs. Stacking everything on one side so when it gets time to shampoo the carpet, it's easily done. All right. So that's what I was doing. All right. Pulling up into the job at like seven, I'd probably say under seven, around like 6.55. I pull up. I'm sitting there kind of, you know, preparing my my body because my mind is already in work mode. So my body just has to get used to the shit. And all of a sudden, who do I see pull up? It's the supervisor. So I'm saying to myself, all right, what the fuck does this guy want? You know what I mean? It's like too early. I didn't even punch in yet, guys. <laughs> didn't even get a chance to punch in. But I guess he went in for something brief. Then he went back in his car and pulled off. I'm like, cool. I go inside. I have this big um, garbage can. Old school, you know, gray garbage can. 
and I'm dumping all of this water from the dehumidifiers into this can and dumping it all out. He shows back up at around like eight o'clock. He shows back up around 730 in the morning. So he's telling me, yeah, man, you're going to, you know, I still had to cut the grass. So I go out, cut the grass, do everything that I need to do on that end. So I don't have to hear his mouth again. Go inside, wipe out these three rooms. And pretty much that was the end of the day. Not bad for a Monday, but every day comes a new challenge. So I don't know what the fuck is in store the next day. But with all that being said, I was at the job working, listening to a couple of things, fresh and fit. I listened to them. That was interesting. Then I listened to this other content creator, which I'm going to bring up in a second. And this is pretty much what we're going off of. We're going to play this video. It's like a 28 minute video. And I'm going to break this shit down. So trust me, this is going to be a, a doozy here. I just want to find the content creator that we'll be going over. It's the content creator that I've always subscribed to. I just never really went through any of his work. I don't know why. Strong, successful male. That is strong, successful male. Okay. And he also has another channel called They Did What? And that's in all caps. They Did What? Question mark, exclamation point subscribe okay we're gonna be going through a video and i might have some topic i actually have something written down that i'm gonna bring up probably a little after the video uh my girlfriend's disrespect went too far when i dumped her one week before dot 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 let's find out what it is let's get it guys welcome back to strong successful mail so for today i'm going to go over an email that was sent from a subscriber that's from a guy he's 28 years old and he's going to share his story of how he like many guys before him and most certainly like many guys after him rushed into a relationship with the wrong girl for the wrong reasons and ultimately learned a tough lesson what you got you know <clears throat> It's always crazy to me where I was thinking about something earlier while I was listening to Fresh and Fit, and it was right before I left. And with women, women essentially get to a point to where they select their partner. A man kind of gets what is available and what is interested in him, if that makes sense. So, like, guys, guys will always have the disadvantage. Even if a guy is attractive, in a lot of cases, I bring this up a lot. um, Average women sleep with, have more sexual partners than and high, uh, in most cases, a high-value man because <clears throat> the availability. And to be honest and to be blunt, most guys, when they look down, <clears throat> they don't, they're do not they not as intimidated as they would be with a woman who's attractive or who's super attractive. 
So a lot of these bitches, they get activity due to just being there. They are available. They are present. They smile. They bathe. They get praises, attention, gifts. Man, he has to work. He has to grind. Constantly. Just to maintain himself, let alone attract a woman. It's very interesting when you think about it. See, guys, when this guy is pushed too far, he ultimately kicked her to the curb. And I might add, kicked her to the curb during the holidays right before Christmas to add an insult to injury. See for the streets. And learned a lot. And so he's sharing his story about the mistakes he made, what he learned, and all that. And a very important thing in the story, guys, is you're going to see this guy up into him rushing into the relationship, and you'll see why. This is a dude who spent the majority of the last 10 years on his purpose, on his grind, uh, working very hard to move up in the world, and he's doing really well for himself. But he started getting lonely. He started longing a relationship and companionship and obviously the SEX and all that. And because of that, he moved too quickly or let things move along too quickly. Even though his gut told Beta not to do that. And this is a mistake that I could see happen to a lot of you guys out there that are young and are smart enough to be on your grind, working hard to achieve what you want to achieve, but then you start getting lonely because at heart you're a relationship guy, you're rushing into things, and then problems rise. And I'm going to point... Now, he said something, and I've listened to this earlier. <clears throat> the relationship guy's demise. The relationship guy's demise. And I'm going to be talking about that after the video. And it's going to be connected to this. So this is why I want this to play in its entirety before, you know, I actually come up with my little topic. I'm kind of piggybacking off of certain content creators, not not directly, but there's a lot of valid points that that were made. And with a lot of content creators, they make super valid points. But they only stay on that topic for, you know, so long before continuing to go forward. So I'm going to elaborate more on the relationship guy's demise. Let's continue. These things out because it's so important. And I talk about it all the time. When you're young, I, I, I'd say from about 16 years old to 25, those years were really what you do determine how the rest of your life goes. So you'll be very careful who you let into your life, things like that, and the choices you make. Otherwise... The rest of your life could pretty much suck. So you got to be very, very careful. And the, the problems of red flags, to look out for them, to establish boundaries with women and your girlfriends and all. Otherwise, many will take advantage of you. And of course, rushing into things. And I'll point the these things out along the way. But it's a good story. I think you guys will enjoy. So he starts off. He says, uh, Dear SSM. I discovered your YouTube channel during the summer of 2021, and ever since, I've been a fan of your content, which has helped me a lot in terms of personal development. Brother, thank you for your support. I wish to share my story with you in case it could help out your audience. Here is my story. I am currently a 28-year-old man. I'm good-looking, tall, and exercise, but I've never been particularly good with women. During my teenage years, I was a very troublesome student. I got into drugs, violence, and a lot of bad stuff I'm not particularly proud of. He's going to mention something, and I and I thought about it as soon as he said it. He's tall, right? He's He got involved in drugs and all of this shit, and he didn't get any bitches in that? Something sounds odd. 
and eventually dropped out of high school. You said you've never been particularly good with women. Given what you just said about your childhood, uh, uh, dropping out of school, getting in trouble, drugs, violence, bad stuff, you should. And on top of that being tall. Knowing how they are, they should have been attracted to you like moth to a flame. The bad boy, the, uh, the fixer-upper. But that's just how they go. He said, uh, until I turned 19 years old and realized I was on my own to realize my own dreams and that it was all up to me for better or worse. I successfully got back to school, got great grades, then proceeded to complete my bachelor's degree and to enter a profession I'm passionate about. Awesome, brother. Good job. See that, guys? He was a teenage screw-up when he was a kid, lots of trouble, but then woke up and realized one day, 19 years old, a moment of clarity, if you will, if I don't do something, my life's going to be shit. And hey, man. <coughs> a lot of us, bro, and I'm speaking from experience, I'm going to tell you all straight up. I didn't really make the jump, and I didn't really make the move to better myself until my late 20s, bro. I'm being honest with you. You know what I'm saying? Because I was too busy in my 20s. See, I wasn't really... I wasn't thinking about the next day. I wasn't thinking about the next year, the next week. I wasn't thinking... In, I wasn't thinking in general. I was just trying to get... I was trying to get from one place to another. Go from one day to the next. You know what I mean? Once and during that time, of course, I was just surrounded by pussy. You know what I mean? Like my story is different than the next man's story. Uh, shout out to King Riches, aka Michael King, because he explained it. I listened to him earlier. <clears throat> Forgot what the subject matter was, but I will be bringing up him and a lot of other content creators very soon. He, he talked about it in the same way I talk about it, where at the time where guys where guys were just driven on getting money to get women, guys like me wasn't working, wasn't doing shit and had women around them. Now, I don't know. Maybe it was my luck or therefore lack thereof, because the more women I had around me or the more I was involved with a woman, the more distracted I would be in the shit that I had to do. And a woman just wants your time, even if she knows she doesn't want a broke nigga, right? At the same time, she doesn't want you working all the time. So you can't win with these bitches. You can't win. And, and if and if you try to keep up with these women, you will burn yourself out tremendously. Time go down. It's all up to me. It's not up to my family or the government or taxpayer or whatever vice versa, potato, patata, to take care of me. I'm responsible for taking care of me. And if I want to be happy, I want to have nice things. I have to make it happen. Good for you, man. And he got on his grind. Back to school, good grades, bachelor's degree, doing well for himself. That's awesome. We can all pick up guys and turn our lives around. But a lot of people have to hit rock bottom to get to that point. Whether That is facts. <coughs> <coughs> Sure, you guys heard my story. I've talked about it. You know, 28, not knowing what the fuck I wanted to do in life, having fucked up thoughts that I don't even want to really bring up. You know, thoughts about self-deletion, thoughts of suicide, 
And then I said to myself, if I were to kill myself right now, what am I what what would I be leaving behind? What body of work do I have? What what I wouldn't even say legacy because it's not even about a kid in that sense. With a child to me, to have a child and to have more or less a son, it is passing on one's information, one's knowledge, wisdom, and understanding into the next. A younger, more vibrant you. You see what I mean? So yeah, that legacy. And I said to myself, I, I can't go out like that. I'll go out in, in a, bla- a blaze of glory before I take my life. You see what I mean? Like, So I had to really understand like, yo, it's just me in this fight. And I had to pull myself up by my bootstraps, as they say, and get to work and, and can and occupy my mind and then podcasting and expressing, you know, the shit that I go through and things about relationships and et cetera can and could in fact help the next man. So I always keep that shit in mind. They've been overweight their whole lives and they're really unhealthy and realize, shit, I got to take action to lose all this weight so I can be healthy again and fit and feel good and live to a ripe old age instead of dropping dead at 55 because of, you know, I'm so obese or whatever. Or I'm tired of being broke and not having anything. It's up to me to take action to get myself some kind of skill, if you will, a certification, a trade, go to school for the right type of degree. And work hard and and get experienced all that to move up in the world because no one's going to do it for you. There's a lot of people out there that feel entitled to a living, feel entitled by taxpayers to fund their lifestyle or their families or somebody else. Meanwhile, they don't want to do shit. It's bullshit. So good for you, man. Man on his grind, man on his purpose. Unfortunately, you're going to see that, uh, well, he takes a break from his grind for the last thing a guy should take a break for. The P word the peace leave shout out to coach greg adams the pussy the punana the punana what did i call uh, i call uh, <laughs> chocha chocha chores we're gonna go over chocha chores a little bit later chocha chores okay doing chores for vag he says here, during this period of time, I worked my butt off and did not pursue women, nor social activities such as clubbing or drinking, as I only had one goal in mind, which was to be successful, and deemed anything that would distract me from my goal as a distraction. This is what still drives me today. I now win over six figures, have my own place, invest money weekly for my future projects and retirement, and love the work I do. Good. In your 20s, you're on your grind. All guys should be on their freaking grind. Once, especially once they get in their 20s, okay? The more money you save early on and you can invest and watch that grow over the decades, the better off you're going to be. You can look as, you can look. Y'all young niggas better take notes. I know I didn't do this in my 20s. <coughs> it's fucked up to say, but the things that I'm doing now and I should have been doing in my 20s. Even as a custodian or maintenance or anything you do in life, like, I don't have a bum job. Well, I'll put it to you this way. Women who hear the fact that I'm a custodian and I'm a janitor, 
I have a bum job. I'm a bum. Don't talk to me. For people who live in a real world, who actually work for a living, I have a good job. You know what I mean? I'm backed by a solid union. I make decent money, right? Especially for where I'm at in Jersey. But I could have been doing that since I, I've been doing this shit for five years. I haven't been where I'm at for five years, almost a year and probably like four months. But I've been doing what I've been doing for five years. If I was grinding in my 20s like I was now, I would be 15 years down the line probably having my own services, my own company. Um, you know, my little small business that I, that I still plan on putting together in the near future. But I'm 33, so I'm not getting younger. And I know that. And I use that as just a reminder I don't use that in the sense of the wall. Like, what if I don't find anybody? It's like, how can I get to a better place or how can I get, how can I find that better opportunity along the way of just grinding and working out? I think that's, I think that's the regret, the red pill regret of not learning this concept and not knowing this information earlier. It charts and see what well, the enter. You can do these formulas online to show if you start putting away money at different periods of your life, how that money by estimates will grow over the decades. And the longer you wait, the longer it takes to, uh, you're not going to have the same big numbers by the time you're old and can't work anymore and want to retire. Or simply, you simply want to start building wealth early on. So good for this guy for doing that. Uh, even though I'm somewhat proud of myself, I live a lonely life with not many friends. As few as can be trusted, few contacts. In the Welcome to the club, brother. <laughs> I salute. Welcome to the club. And I'm not saying that to be funny. I I realize, and I think it's it's more of a comfortability that I have now, where it's like, I don't, I'm not really, it would be nice to meet a woman that I've never met who, who's legit and who's actually worth building conversation and communication with. But at the same time, if I never, if I never ever like build with a woman again, I won't, I wouldn't be terrible about it. It will be fucked up. I mean, something you think about as a man, especially a man with a plan as, as, as this guy will say, and you're just grinding out and you're working and you're in a society where you're, you're not even, you're not even looked upon by women. Oh, you work, you got your own shit, you got this, you got that. Oh, that's not enough for today's women. You got to have a little bit of extra. So she can build off of you. Meanwhile, she ain't shit without you. Family, and at the time, I was longing for company. I know in retrospect, this seems like weak as hell, but what can I say? I'm only human. I was inexperienced and just want a soul to share some aspects of my life with and have you know what. Well, bro, a lot of guys out there and a lot of guys that watch the channel are relationship guys. And they watch because they want to be entertained. And they also watch because they want to learn some things so they don't make the mistakes that uh, so many guys do in these stories. And it helps them kind of have a balance. Now, I got no problem. You've been on the grind, but it sounds like you were almost completely on the grind with a little time for social time with your friends or whatever. Now, I'm, I'd rather you have a couple really good friends you can completely trust, have your back, 
no drama versus a whole bunch of people you hang out with and, and flip a coin whether you're going to have drama or not. Hey, and I've been in both situations, man. <clears throat> and I'm glad he said this, too, because it made me think. Like, I had a quick, like, flashback to, like, shit. Like, I, I look at things yearly. Like, how, where I was at, where I was last year, for example. All right, I was at my last job. I had, like, two friends I would communicate with, but we weren't really close. So I kind of knew that that whole friendship and shit wasn't going to wasn't going to last. <clears throat> and then looking at myself this time this year, well, I'm making more money in a better situation, but there's not a lot of people that I would I would really want to communicate with. And I think you kind of learn you kind of learn stoicism. You learn solitude as a man by being alone. Like there's no better teacher <laughs> like of loneliness than solitude. That's going to, that's going to bring you to the edge. And I think a lot of guys, they can't really handle, you know, time in like days without communicating with people. Me, I haven't communicated with anybody outside of family for at least close to a month. I'm not even joking. You know, minus going back and forth with my boy from Indiana, I don't really communicate with a lot of people. And I think, I don't know, man. Being being in that situation where I've had like eight or nine friends hit me up on a day-to-day basis to having like no friends, essentially, it doesn't, like, it's, it, it's, it's only shameful for a guy who really gives a fuck about what people think of them. If you're somebody who's righteous in what you're doing and you just work for a living and you do what you got to do and you don't bother people, people should just, you know, leave you the fuck alone. And that's the kind of where I'm at in life. I kind of want to be left alone. Now, for a lot of people who are out there, you'll go, that sounds black pill, but it's not. It's not black pill. It's just a more realistic perspective. If if I if I choose to try and dabble with, with women with what I have right now, I'm only setting myself up for failure in the long run. A lot of guys know you speak from experience when you have things, you have women around you, you lose those things, you lose women around you. Simple. Sometimes it goes even deep as friendship. But it's important, guys, when you are on your grind and busting your butt, you do need to take a little time for some fun time. You need to, I I would say, I always take one day off that I don't do anything, okay? Just one day a week. So I'll film extra videos throughout the week so I can take that one day off to relax. And that's enough for me. And from time to time, I was to hang out with friends, et cetera, et cetera. But um, you can't be on the grind 24-7, 365, you got to have a little rest time doing some of the things you enjoy. Again, for me, going to the gym is things I enjoy, stuff like that. And if you go too hard, you eventually will burn out or you'll become lonely. It says, uh, in 2021, during the COVID pandemic, I met on Tinder a 33-year-old female. Smack. If you're looking for companionship or a girl... 33-year-old female. 33. Mission failed. We'll get him next time. She's 33. So you know what that means. 
Tinder is not the place to go, my man. If you're looking just for some my quick man. ASS, that's something different. She wasn't the prettiest, but she had a body that turned me on and was nice to me. Let me. I hate when people say that. When people say she's not the prettiest, like, how fucking stupid as a human being. Like, like dude, I get tired of hearing terms like this. There's terms, and I, and I want to bring this up maybe maybe on another episode, or I can probably look this shit up quickly like that today. Like, catchphrases that really piss me off, like, to a point where it's like, no shit, she's not the prettiest name. Like, what the fuck is, what type of stupid shit is that? Well, she's not the prettiest thing in the world, but she got a nice ass, et cetera, et cetera. Niggas that, that, that say this shit and sound like this, they, they are fucking idiots, respectfully. We chatted for a few days to get to know each other and quickly agreed to meet in person. Since there was not too much to do during COVID era and lockdown, and since we both enjoy nature, I took her for a walk in a forest where we walked and talked. We shared our first kiss during that date, following which she took me back to her place and... Uh, Sucked me off. I'm just going to say it. He said, she, however, refused to proceed with penetration on the first date, stating that she didn't want it to be just a one-time fling. And Mission failed. We'll get him next time. We had, you know what, for the first time about three weeks after our first date. So let me get this straight. She was more than happy to uh, smoke your sausage on the first date. Right up after your walk in the woods, which I would imagine you got pretty sweaty, so that's kind of gross, but okay. But she wasn't willing to do the final deed. No hot dog. Mission failed. We'll get him next time. Dog in her bun for three weeks. When someone does that, that tells me they're probably trying to, uh, they're hoping to lock you down. They can sip tango down. And something in you that they actually want to have you be boyfriend material. So they're going to stretch it out long and long to get you. Now, look, look, and this this is what I never understood when it came to women. Now, like I said, I was a late bloomer. I lost my virginity at 16, 17. Or maybe it was not 17. I lost my virginity at 17. Now. I didn't understand this until I got in my mid twenties, but when a guy is considered boyfriend material, he's the guy who's getting less action, less fun, less punani, less pussy, because he, in fact, is the one who goes on these. He he gets tested. He gets these shit tests. The woman has to see if he's loyal, if he's this, if he's that. But the other guy, fucking destroying, shooting the club up. <laughs> shooting the club up. Time goes down. He shot the club up 
and then spin the block and shot the club again. That means he fucked Raw twice. I gotta put the I gotta put the the sound and volume back. That means he fucked the bitch twice. Raw Diddy Bob. A disgrazia to uh, you know see if you'll you'll commit. Okay, I'll suck you in. No pun intended. With uh, the smoked sausage thing, but making smoking you wait three sausages. weeks. <laughs> That's a sign. Smoking he sausages. says here, being the naive, inexperienced young man that I was at the time, I quickly developed feelings for her. Smack. Tinder girl. That's who you're developing the feelings for. This is what happens when you've been on your grind too much and you uh, have been enjoying yourself a little bit along the way. Now you, now you really want companionship and you're willing to rush things or the feelings become rushed or something like that. Not a good idea. I hate to say it, but I fell for her. Smack. <clears throat> Mission failed. We'll get him next time. Tango down. I started to spend a lot of time with her. One day a week together quickly became two to three weekdays, weekday evenings, and weekends together. She quickly introduced me to her family, who was great. <laughs> so what's the problem here, guys? He's seen her two to three days during the week and the weekends. Where's the time for that purpose? Where's the time for that grind? Where's the time for the gym and hanging out with the bros? I'll tell you, that's gone on the back burner. This... <laughs> This is the problem with relationship, guys. This is how uh, this is why I tell you purpose and goals are first, the girls are last. Okay, now if you uh, you can get your kicks, your, your fix with seeing her once a week, that's why I tell you guys see them once a week, maybe on occasion twice a week. This way, they're always chasing your validation, trying to get to see you more. The problem is these guys rush into these relationships. They stop doing what they were doing beforehand, their grind, their purpose, all that, and they stop moving up in the world. They stay put, and they stop hanging out with their friends, doing the things they enjoy, and they make her the center of the universe. And the woman thinks, I brought this up so many times, dude. <clears throat> There's people today that I cannot fuck with as friends, because I've pointed it out. I was like, you know, a lot of, uh, well, I didn't, I said this to a friend personally, an, an old friend. I said, you're too, you'll get too wrapped up on pussy. See, you, you'll choose pussy over everything else around you. You know what I mean? And that's not, that's not a good quality in a person. You want to choose vagina over your homeboys that you know since high school. And every time he gets into a relationship, and I do it just to be an asshole, I'll hit him up like, yo, what's up? What's good, bro? Just to see, like, you know what I mean? He'll hit me back maybe like a week or so later. Oh, you know, been busy, you know. That's how you know he with a bitch. When he's not with a bitch, He'll, he'll be the one to hit you up. Yo, man, what's, what you been up to? What happened, nigga? <laughs> how did it end? You know what I'm saying? That's how that's how a lot of guys are. And, and, and to be honest, I've lost I've lost a lot of respect for men as as a whole, dude. You reach that point to where you just choosing, you just chose bitches. 
you chose one. You didn't even choose bitches. You chose one bitch and placed that bitch over everything else that you found joy in doing. But we'll get into all that a little bit later as well. Well, I got this guy to suddenly drop him, him dropping all the stuff that he used to make him the guy I liked in the first place. I no longer have to chase after him. There's no more challenge. All of a sudden, I'm less attracted to him. Mm. All of a sudden, I'm going to start testing him and doing BS. Or maybe chasing after another guy that I actually have to work to get. But when you see him once a week and they're constantly trying to get to see you more often and want your attention all the time, you're in the driver's seat. You have the edge. And if they don't like it and bitch and complain, then fine. See ya. I'll find somebody else. But when you do this, and not to mention too quickly, you'll see the kind of impact it has. I know a lot of you want to say, yes, I'm get on with the story. This is a teaching tool to use these stories to teach. Just keep that in mind. <clears throat> teach, nigga. Fuck you talking about. Teach then, nigga. Uh, our relationship seemed... Bliss at first. At first. Of course, it was the honeymoon period, but still, in retrospect, I think I'd been so lonely that I it clouded my judgment. <laughs> See? Ugh. You were. I love that you were on your grind. I love that you turned your life around 19 and you're busting your butt and making progress and doing well for yourself, but there wasn't a whole lot of time for personal enjoyment, so therefore, then you rushed into this. Are you close to your father? Not really. Does he even return your call? However, I quickly woke up to the red flags. There were many. Imagine that. As the relationship progressed, about two to three months into the relationship, I started to notice she was looking for houses to eventually buy together and talking about marriage, kids, and the dog that we'd eventually have. Two to three months in, now, remember, he said she's 33. What's that age they all fear? 30. Because if they're not married by 30, at least have a ring on their finger or a serious boyfriend they can eventually marry one day, they feel like giant losers. They got to rope in that nice guy. And so, of course, after two or three months, she's looking at houses, talking about marriage, because I guarantee you, plenty of the gals she knows are married. And she does with like a big loser and all that. And notice she got you to wait three weeks to hook up. And who typically waits around three weeks to hook up? Not bad boys, not guys that have a whole uh, tons of resources, t- tons of options of women. Usually guys that are looking to settle down or guys that are a little desperate. You said yourself, you're really looking for, you're missing the companionship and all, and girlfriend and all that, so you put up with it. But she certainly uh, got you got you hooked from the beginning by giving you a head on the first freaking date after your hike in the woods. Pecker. She knew what she was doing. She sucked a pecker. Anyhow, I said here, I told her I have to slow down, but she said she couldn't help it because she found the love of her life. While her family was nice, they also kept talking about how we were a perfect couple and made for each other. Oh, jeez. Yeah, because her family wants to get her married off. That's why. For some reason, it made me uncomfortable instead of happy. This should have been my cue. Beat it. This is an example. You got to listen to your gut, brothers. His gut was telling him everything. This guy's in. Ayo, bro, I don't know why. Like, I swear to God, I don't, I think I've listened to this nigga maybe a handful of times. 
but the whole brother shit, I don't know where I got it from, but it's funny to how like a lot of white people use it. <laughs> like they call everybody brother. Like, listen here, brother. Like that's that Hulk Hogan shit. You know how Hulk Hogan get down, he hate niggas. So, you know, respectfully. Hulk Hogan can swallow a whole dick. You know what I'm saying? And and I'd fuck I'd fuck I'd fuck the daughter if she'd allow it. Brooke Brooke can get it. Y'all know who Brooke, Brooke Hogan is? Well, let me tell you something, brother. You look up Brooke Hogan. You look up Brooke Hogan on um on Google. You'll find some pictures. It's pretty nice. I like her. She has a nice... Uh, she kind of... Like, the whole looking like Hogan shit kind of is like... It's kind of bad. But knowing, but knowing her mom, knowing Linda... It's not bad. See what I mean? Like, it's not primarily from Hulk Hogan. But, like, I'm getting off topic, but, like, you know, it's it's a whole lot of fuckery, man. Dealing with these bimbos, whole lot of fuckery. I'm about to uh, roll up this, this last final joint. And, you know what I mean? We already, well, we're not even like, we're probably like 11 minutes left into this video, but there's some things that I have written down that I'm going to mention afterwards. I didn't even do a time check. I know I'm probably under an hour. Yeah, 50 minutes exactly. So let's finish this. Um, but he didn't listen to it. Uh, you think he's going to make this mistake twice? Hopefully not. Also... About two to three months after the relationship began, she started to talk about other men. Her male mm-hmm. friends, who happened to be two married men to whom she had always been very close. She also talked with her mother, a single 60-year-old female, about clubbing and going out to the bars after the COVID lockdown. Clubbing. This bothered me. How can you even encourage your daughter, who's in a relationship you deem perfect, to do such... Go cock hopping, honey. Yeah, because you know why? And he's about to mention it. See, you, you, you have it. You haven't pulled the trigger yet. You're not. You're not willing to hang up your fucking life and get married to a bitch like this. So they they start using tactics and shit on you. I've seen this happen firsthand. I've never been a victim of it. Respectfully, it will not happen. Respectfully, jump a broom with a bitch. Yeah, all right. I'll jump over a fucking bridge. Over. I'll jump over a bridge first. Thanks. I'll tell you how. She wants you to marry her. So her mother, yeah. she's saying that her yeah. mother's saying things like going club and all that to probably get you a little nervous. Cook. They figure, oh, but, oh shit, I got to propose to her or something. Cook. Otherwise, I'll lose her. Cook. And essentially manipulate you to speed things along. That's probably Cook. it. Or when, when, when we'll talk about other guys as a way to make guys jealous, to say, hey, this is your replacement if you don't stop screwing up or at least in her view screwing up. So again, more signs when you should uh, just cut ties and not tolerate this disrespect. So you're not going to be talking about other guys, blah, blah, blah. One morning, he says here, are you out of your mind? One morning, I asked my ex-girlfriend if she actually even wanted a boyfriend, and she started tripping. I told her that when she's with me, I don't want to hear about another man's business, and that she loves those men so bloody much, she can leave me alone and go screw them. She tried to accuse me of being insecure and controlling, yep. which I responded that I was not telling her what to do or not to do, simply that I personally would not put up with it. And then she- Cook. 
She can do whatever she wants, but not to expect her actions to be completely inconsequential in our relationship. She started crying and then never brought those men again. So you laid down the law, which you should have. You established boundaries, say you're not going to be talking about those guys anymore. And then she put up her whole, you're being controlling and insecure crap, which they all do, or most. But then when she saw you were serious, she shut up and started crying and never brought it up again. Slut. Problem is, bro, is that you started laying Brother. down the law and establishing boundaries too late in the game. So that may have worked in that moment, but as you're going to see, guys, more BS follows. You got to, or if you relationship, guys, you got to establish boundaries early on and draw the line when a line needs to be drawn. But right here, you can see the different things that say, you know, run, Forrest, run, because she's trouble. Uh, regardless, the very fact that she had, made, she had male friends disturbed me. What is she going to do now? Talk to them a secret? If I'm the man in her life, her everything, as she pretended I was, why the hell would she need another man in her life when it's sexually or emotional? Because of attention and validation, because welcome to the 2020s, take your pick. I had a hard time living with this fact. In addition, one day, I caught her talking on Messenger with an ex-boyfriend when she was at my place. I felt deeply disrespected. She was here on my sofa, eating my food, drinking my liquor, but texting another dude. You should have been... <laughs> Mission failed. We'll get him next time. <laughs> oh, no. She had, she had your crib eating your snacks. Probably got her funky corn chip feet smelling ass on the coffee table, just lounging, hitting up other niggas. Sickening. Like, see ya. Sickening. Don't let the door hit your butt on the way out. Sickening. You see all these red flags, guys, when he should have kicked you to the curb? Cook. I confronted her about it, and we fought. She accused me of not trusting her, and I threatened to break up. After a long talk, and, a and, actually, and after she actually proved nothing, compromising was exchanged with this guy, I did not break up with her. Smack. You had your way out. I should have done it. I regret not, because now this was constantly in the back of my mind. Yeah, just because in that moment she wasn't talking, saying inappropriate things to the dude, she shouldn't have been talking to another dude, let alone at your place, on your couch, when you're supposed to be together. She's there yapping away on her messenger with her ex-boyfriend. No. I also came to learn this girl was very promiscuous in her younger years. I do not know her exact body count, but she has a reputation in her own family for liking SCX a lot. I also stumbled upon old public Facebook messages where she talked promiscuously to several other men before meeting. This again disturbed me. Wait a second. Isn't this the same gal who made you wait three weeks? Three weeks. We all heard it without having relations with her. She's more than happy to uh, smoke your sausage in the beginning to <laughs> rope you in. But three weeks. They do this to the ones they want to rope into a relationship. And it's always a mystery of why. You ever thought, like, if women did everything opposite, if they were to fuck the nice guy's brains out, right, that guy's going to be fucking committed. He's going to drop everything that he has. But women don't really want that. Especially from that guy. They want a guy who's extremely attractive, who has sensitivity towards women without being beta. 
That's what they want. That is the woman's interpretation of the unicorn. Because if you were a bad boy who she probably figured out she'd never see again, then she probably would have hooked up with you right then and there that night. The gone the full thing, but uh, since she saw his potential relationship material, made you wait. Finally, and the point that was probably the last straw for me, she turned me down for uh, backdoor action. Well, however, admitting before that she had done it in the past. I felt insulted, disrespected, and humiliated. Somebody. If I had a dollar for every time I read a story here where a guy wanted to do that deed with his girl and she turned him down and then he found out in the past she was a regular anal Annie and they lost their shit. So that's the last straw. I'd probably be a very rich man by now. In spite of all the above, she paid for a lot of dates, did nice things for me and deemed our relationship be more mere SEX. However, she was very insecure and naggy. Yeah, she sounds like a delight. About six months after the relationship began, I started to be mentally exhausted and to lose confidence in myself. Even though everything seemed perfect at first, I felt I was singing, signing up for a shitty deal. I did not want this for myself. I decided that working harder and reaching another level in life, in spite of the uncertainty entails, was preferable to staying in this set of circumstances. Yeah, dude, this is a shitty relationship. <laughs> you were happier when you are back on your grind, moving up in the world and achieving things instead of this BS. He was happier when he was alone. I bet you one thing. How about this? If you could ask this guy, hey, if you had the opportunity, even if you were at your loneliness, would you get back into a relationship with that bitch? He would say, absolutely not. <laughs> he would have found comfort in his loneliness. He would have found uh, comfort within his own company. And he would have built from there. That's how I had to get it. That's how I still grind today. I'm not I'm not trying to be around all these motherfuckers. You know what I mean? The shit that I have going on, the shit that I even talk about, it's just it's not it's not that it's on a different or it's not it's not that it's on a better level. It's just on a different level. That's why I'm not really big on promoting my shit. On my social media, I got probably 43, 44 friends on Facebook. And I don't even fuck with a lot of those people. So everything I've been doing is just, it's just been a solo campaign. You know what I mean? I think I want to do a, a channel. I didn't want to change the name of the channel to solo campaign. I'll just direct that to like more of the self-development shit. I may still mention the red pill, but I won't mention it as much. I won't mention women as much. And really just like the solo campaign lifestyle of... It's almost essentially the free agent lifestyle. Shout out to Coach Greg Adams. Except, you know, you're not even out there trying to invest in bitches. You're just out here trying to get it how you see it. Because unfortunately, you can't really put too much trust, too much communication, too much effort, and a lot of these vindictive bitches, respectfully. One night, about one week before Christmas, she started to nag me about how much I worked too much. I decided I had enough of this woman and simply told her I had no more feelings for her and did not want to see her anymore. Good for you, bro. And you know what? One bro. week before Christmas, that's even funnier. Bro. 
She pushed you too far. And Noah said, she doesn't like that you work too much. You would have stayed with her. She would have done everything she could. You were obviously slacking on your purpose and your grind already, seeing her two to three days a week and weekends and all that smack. But then even then it was too much. You got together with her, she'd really had you off your purpose. And then probably down the road complain they don't make enough money. Or you're not as ambitious as you once were. There's no making her happy. She refused the breakup the days after as she tr- as she tried to call me and text me and talk about it. And had to go- and I had to ghost her completely. I was sick of her BS and I and I can't believe I endured the things I did in this relationship. I did not live with her, so this was an easy breakup. It was tough to spend the holidays alone, but it was better off like this than feeling disrespected. Absolutely. Again, it's better to be on your own than to be with somebody that jerks you around, gives you a hard time, manipulates you, all the BS. I mean, again, her talking to those married guys, bringing them up. the crap, And it brings up an important topic. Well, just a micro topic or really just a rant. How how often guys are just willing to be cucked out in a relationship, a marriage, especially the Jada and Will Smith thing was very, I mean, a lot of people knew that there was an open marriage, supposedly. I've heard rumors about that shit for like the past 10 years. You know what I mean? But to really be a guy who's successful and who can easily get, better women to stay in this in that circumstance pretty idiotic now take take the will smith type of guy take away his money take away his credibility his status tone down his looks a bit to where he's just an average guy that guy's invisible okay that guy is not even looked at he's just not looked at in that way when it comes to women He's the automatic friend zone man. About going to the clubs, talking to her ex on the messenger. As if she wasn't cheating already, she most certainly would do it eventually. She just wanted to be married and was roping another guy. However, emotionally, this devastated me. I jumped with both feet into the relationship, gave it my heart and my everything, all to be disappointed by some worthless W-H-O-R-E. I wasted my time and decided to dedicate my time to working harder, making more money, more investments, and promised as a gift to myself to not waste time dating anymore. Next encounters will be casual at best. Never, never, never this mind F again. He says, fellow men never tolerate to be disrespected. Exactly. As a follow-up to my email, I simply want to thank you. Since it was your content that allowed me to have the knowledge that allowed me to, to acknowledge the many red flags, I sincerely believe your content will do a lot for good men out there and encourage you to pursue this venture. You're doing the Lord's work, my friend. Kudos to you and good luck. Best regards. Well, bro, best regards to you too. And I really appreciate you sending your story. Now, I'm glad that you kicked her ass to the curb and don't take her back because I guarantee you're going to hear from her again. Get back to your goals, back to your purpose, move up in the world, whatever you do for a living, saving money, investing wisely, et cetera, et cetera. Going to the gym, taking care of yourself. But I want you, as much as you're on your grind, I want you to make the same mistake twice. So I'm sure you obviously love being on your grind as much as I do. You do need a little time for yourself for R&R. So I'd recommend one day a week. 
Saturday, Sunday, they don't do any work. No grind, no purpose, none of that shit. Just enjoy yourself. Hang out with some of your friends, some of the family you like. Go do stuff that you enjoy, etc. And that way then, the next time you start feeling lonely, you don't jump in with both feet and ignore things that you normally wouldn't have ignored because you were so lonely. So strike a balance. If the day comes, you actually want to start dating again. You'll then know not to rush into things. You'll know to establish boundaries early on. You'll, you'll understand not to start seeing her two to three times a week, which you're out of your mind to do. Once a week is just fine. Maybe twice on occasion if she really, you know, if she if she's obviously uh, she deserves it. Stuff like that. Keep chasing your validation. When to cut ties. When there's disrespect. Things to look out for. And then you'll have the balance where you'll be always on your grind, your purpose, but there is some time for you and also time for dating relationship. If that's what you want to do. So take this whole experience, which you probably look back and say it was a waste of my time as a learning experience. Okay. Put a silver lining on this whole thing. Exactly. You learn something, you exactly. learn the mistake that you can make by rushing into things because you're feeling lonely and go from there. And hopefully you don't make the same mistake twice because if you do make the same mistake twice, you got no one to blame but yourself and you'll be writing to me again in six months and I'll be smacking the shit out of you for doing it again. So just learn from your mistakes and go on. But I'm really proud of you, how you've done so well, how you've turned things around completely from when you were 19 and you were a little uh, freaking juvenile delinquent to what you're doing now. That's awesome. Believe me, I was no saint growing up either and I had my moment too when I turned things around and I've never looked back. You know, but uh, so, but do your grind, do your purpose, but Make a little free time for yourself to enjoy yourself too. Like, all right, we got through that. We're over an hour, hour five minutes. Still, some shit I'm going to address. Based off of uh, pretty much this video. All right, so I'm gonna go to my notes. Exit the soundboard. Exit YouTube. Exit music player. And I have a couple of a couple of concepts that I came up with. I'm just brainstorming because really a lot of the things that I put down <clears throat> or a lot of things that I've talked about are things based on the book that I'm currently writing. And all and all the book essentially is is the notes that I come up with and the things that I do on the podcast, but really toned down to a bare minimum to where a man can just understand it from a man's point of view and understand that that purpose and that principle of doing so and this concept is a female idea of fun fun f-u-n but before we do that the relationship guys demise the guys who look at the possibility of relationships. I gotta put this air on. I gotta put this air on. But um, for guys who look at relationships as the end all be all, and guys who really want to find long term relationships, you guys are essentially the biggest targets. And the reason why you're the biggest target is because a woman sees you as being soft. The woman should actually, just like the guy is essentially the one that wants to fuck the woman, the woman has to be the one who wants to be with the man. The man can't, the man can't try and tap dance, and he can't try to do all these fancy maneuvers thinking he's going to win the woman over because she's going to take advantage of that and make that man look like the fool at the end of the day. 
So what ends up happening is the relationship guy, he'll get into maybe two to three long-term relationships, and that's tops. Two to three long-term relationships. And his conclusion would usually be that that way of thinking is not really the way to be today. And that's, to me, more of the realistic, some would say black pill perspective. You just accept things for what they are, but at the same time, you give yourself room to breathe, give yourself room to rebuild, give yourself room to focus. Some of us need to meditate. Others need to get involved in more exciting activities. You know, I mean, whether it's sports, whether it's a hobby, something to get your mind off of just the, just the, I guess, validation that men search. I think that's what it is. With women, I think, or with men, I think it's it's validation in women, in a sense that by getting with a woman and being with that woman long term that guy's state of mind is he can be comfortable. He can be relaxed. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not to a point to where you don't trust women, but you have to have a reason to trust a woman. You have to have a reason to trust a woman to begin with before establishing any trust. But really we're going to get into quickly the three major problems that causes the relationship guy's demise. The relationships, the relationship guy's demise. For one, the relationship guy are essentially the guy who allows himself to be in a long-term relationship and establish a long-term relationship. He does not establish boundaries. He does not establish boundaries. It's probably the most important one that causes the relationship guy's demise. For example, <clears throat> most guys who get into a relationship, they usually have other things going on. Um, if you look at it from a high schooler's perspective, we'll use this because this is more of a common thing at this particular age. So in high school, you may be a basketball player. The bitch you're fucking with is a cheerleader. You can fuck with her sometimes. You can't fuck with her all the time because she has cheerleading practice. She can fuck with you sometimes, but she can't fuck with you all the time because you have basketball practice. That type of structure and base of two individuals getting together who have their own things going on is automatically established. You understand? So by that logic, he automatically has his boundaries. Hey, I can hang out this day. Oh, no, on this day, I'm playing basketball with my friends. No, on this day, we have basketball practice. You get where I'm getting at, okay? A lot of these relationship guys are nice guys. And that's the reason why I say a lot of these men become the biggest target amongst women. Because they're, because either you're going to get approached by a bitch who's post-wall, who finally sees guys like you as guys who deserve a chance, but they're already ran down. So they don't have that logic in, in, in actually realizing that, hey, a guy can feel that same way about me due to my age. 
Because remember, <clears throat> if a guy is successful in his 30s, he's probably going to try to fuck a bitch in her 20s. If a guy is successful in his 40s, depending on how he's successful, de- de- excuse me, depending on how successful he is, he can still fuck with a bitch in her 20s. But most likely lock things down with a bitch in her 30s. See where I'm getting at? Women don't have that capability. So when a woman's 35 and she's still picky and she still has an attitude about what she considers a guy that is worthy for her and all this other bullshit, realize one thing. She's not going to be able to attract many men who are 10 years younger than she is. Right? She's not going to be able to do that. But if you as a man, if you're 35 years old and you have shit going on, you're going to attract women older, women younger. That's just how, for a guy, things are different as you get older. You still age. You're still closer to death like everybody else getting older. It's just, I think with men on a... I think the mentality of man, he he accepts that. He learns to accept that a lot earlier than women. That's why I play the danger zone shit. Rest in peace, Kevin Samuels. Because a lot of women reach that point. We bring this shit up. We brought this shit up before. Um, from the New York Times, I think. Or the New York Post. I always get those shits confused. My bad. Shout out to New York. Shout out to the five boroughs. Um... Yeah, like, there's no real, if you think about it, as a guy who doesn't establish it, like, like for example, let's say a guy works at, because I'm, I'm, I'm realistic, so I, I'm speaking from, like, a blue-collar perspective. Let's say a guy works at a warehouse, but he's at a, he's at a nice position where he's getting at least, I would say, 30 Cause there's a lot of guys and like, you know, with coordinating, you know, people that work, I know people that work in uh Wawa's putting Wawa's together, setting up shelves and they get paid that amount. You know what I mean? And they get like company vans, they get everything paid for shit like that. Like a woman on the outside looking in, she's going to look at that guy as a bump. Because she's going to put Wawa, she's going to interpret Wawa as, oh, this guy just works at a Wawa. No, he puts up shelves at the Wawa. He gets paid damn near, he gets paid twice as much in most cases. People that actually work there get paid. You know what I'm saying? It's just, women know, it, it's, it's hard to explain without being an asshole. I think women are just... Ironically enough, women are the most judgmental and the most prejudiced out of because a man will learn to accept a woman where a woman, she doesn't have to accept a man. She can actually use gaslight, manipulate the man, have no respect for him whatsoever. A man is essentially built to respect all women, treat women a certain way, even when these bitches don't deserve a goddamn thing. You know what I mean? And I just and I just got to be honest. I just got to be honest, mostly mostly due to the fact that there's so many men who will sugarcoat this shit. And then there'll actually be more women out here who speak on it because they're women. 
And in a lot of cases, they know they're going to get most of the attention from saying the same shit that most of us say day in and day out on any of our platforms. You know what I'm saying? But when a man doesn't establish boundaries, you know, like I said before, we'll give an example. A guy that works at a uh, at, at like a warehouse and he's a coordinator, right? You know, he gets paid a good amount of money, all right? So he has his little circle of friends or his social circle. It's primarily based off of just who he's around, who he grows up with, who he's cool with. But it can also be primarily based off of it can it can also primarily be based off of who he works around with, the people he hangs out with after work, things like that, right? So on the clock, off the clock type of dude, right? If he doesn't have friends or if he just works and goes home and he and a woman and he's been out of the game, just like the guy mentioned. If he's just been out of the game grinding and doing what he got to do, he he's going to cling on to, to any bitch that gives him the time. It's not that he finds a bitch to cling to. He only acts that way when a bitch clings to him. Only when a bitch clings to him. But when that happens... He has no, he doesn't establish boundaries. He has no real social circle. It's not that he doesn't have a real social circle. He just, he's uncomfortable with not having a social circle. See me, I'm going to have a voice regardless, whether I have a social circle or not. To keep it real with y'all. So I don't need a social circle or entourage or a group to represent me. Because I'm going to represent this shit regardless. But a guy in that circumstance, if he doesn't have anything going on, he's not establishing anything on the side. He has no hobbies. He's just going to go right along with what the bitch is doing. And the bitch is going to get tired of him. All right. And the next thing that causes the relationship guy's demise is looking past red and yellow flags. Looking past red and yellow flags. Okay. Let's see if Google can read this out. According to Better Up, physical, emotional, and mental abuse are undeniable red flags in any relationship. Physical abuse is easier to pick up. But emotional and mental abuse can be just as damaging in the long run. All right. It's nice. Let me see something. According to Times of India, but have you ever wondered what yellow flags mean in a relationship? Yellow flags are basically signs that tell you to be cautious or be on the lookout for any issues in your relationship or partner. While these may not be serious, they may hint you towards a bigger problem that's probably hiding in plain sight. Okay. Now you know. Red flags, yellow flags. All right? 
men look past those. These relationship guys, they look past it. You know what I mean? They look past it. And they'll continue to look past it. Relationship-wise, and I think it's it's just a guy who's desperate. I mean, there's guys who are desperate for, for pussy, but there's actually more guys who are desperate for companionship. Look at incels, for example. Incels, believe it or not, for a lot of women who believe that incels are just out here hunting pussy, they're not. <laughs> they're not even good at, you know, establishing conversation because if they can get their way into a conversation then they can establish something but most of these guys are just earthbound friend zone type dudes and even if those guys were to get into relationships they wouldn't know any red and yellow flags to be aware of because they haven't been in a relationship they haven't had sex so it this whole this whole dynamic is very important these are the relationship guys, the true force loneliness guys. They're not going to establish any boundaries because they're just they're just trying to get in where they fit in. And, they, and they're going to look past red and yellow flags. Finally, on this little portion of what I have. The relationship guys demise. The final one is not having hobbies or activities outside of the relationship. Once again, not having hobbies or activities outside of the relationship. All of these things tie in together and it creates, you know, a real, a real great, a a real great time with a guy who gets into a relationship. These type of dudes who aren't really aware of what's around them and what's going on, the, the sugar and spice and everything nice are representations of bitches type guy. You know, he's going to fall by the wayside, you know what I mean, very quickly. I'm also going to get into my final little portion, final segment. We are shy of an hour and 30 minutes anyway, so we might as well push it to that limit. Female idea of fun. Now, this is only a concept. And, you know, I'll just I'll just start reading. Financial fun. So remember, F-U-N. Is this an acronym? Is that what it's called? An acronym? Gotta be an acronym. F-U-N. Financial, utility, and non-commitment. Fun. Financial, utility, non-commitment. And let's, let's start this read. All right, so first we have financial fun. Now, under the term of financial fun, this can be sex work, AKA pay for play activity. For an example, stripper, prostitute, no money, no honey. I'll say that again. With financial fun, you have sex work, sex workers, people who've advertised sex or people who actually participate in sex for money. Pay for play activity. Example, a stripper and a prostitute. No money, no honey, strictly business, okay? Low value based on her mileage and lack of accountability or the lack of pair bonding. Now, these women who go out here and do all these things, 
yes, it's celebrated amongst women because they only see the they see the success from it. They don't see the gritty, grimy aspect. These old ass thirsty men grabbing on them and doing all this other crazy shit on them. You know what I mean? And some of them bitches go along with it for for extra pay grade. That's what bitches do. So low value based on her mileage and lack of accountability. So any mistakes she makes or anything that she does that truly affects her, she'll never admit that as something she shouldn't have done. She'll just continue to go along with it. You know what I mean? So based on her mileage and lack of accountability and simply put her lack of pair bonding, that's a double, it's, 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 it's like a double whammy. She, she's not dateable. She's not approachable. She's not worthy of mostly most of men's time. She's for the streets. You know what I'm saying? So that's the financial fun. So when a woman, she's trying to have fun, she's out here trying to scam niggas. She's out here fucking for money. She's out here stripping, doing all this other crazy shit, trying to get it how she lives. That's her financial fun. So she's willing to do all the grimy shit to stack money up and live a better life. That's that's at least what most of the people would say. Cardi B would be an example. Utility fund. Now, we're going to get into utility as when it comes to F-U-N. But this is the utility fund. So when a woman... like I'm going to just read the following, then I'm going to explain it. Relationship or interaction that involves payment indirectly for stability and sex. Basic expenses include dating, gas money, gifts, trips, and events. In a marriage, this would be chocha chores. Chocha chores, where lawn mowing, laundry, changing lights, tires, and extra extended house chores in order to receive sex. Okay. Now, these women are able to lock a man down, right? To a point where her her vagina is weaponized. So now for a guy to receive sex, for a guy to receive a good time, he actually has to work even when he's off the clock for a woman. He has to work when he's off the clock in a marriage, doing extra shit. And by doing this, he gets awarded sex, something that obviously if he was married, he already had. So you can figure that shit out for yourself. Right. But in her mind, it's a relationship or interaction that involves the man giving her shit, man, essentially giving her shit and doing shit for pussy. That's all it breaks down to a man giving her shit and doing shit for pussy. You know what I mean? That's what, it, and, and, and by that, <clears throat> you know, the men who choose, like, and there's guys, like I said, there's guys who choose this way of thinking. Like, they choose this way of thinking and this way of acting when it comes with women because they have nothing else going on. And for a guy to bounce back after a relationship, 
before a woman, that's very rare because most women already have relationships and things of that nature established on the back end. Everybody knows this. Bitches know that I'm speaking the truth right now. So a man doing all these chores and shit in a relationship or marriage, in some cases, interaction, a.k.a. the simps, a.k.a. the utility men, a.k.a. the accessory men. You guys know from the previous episodes what these guys mean. Moving on. So the non-commitment fund. So this right here is a tricky one. And I do mean tricky with pun intended. Non-commitment fund. All right. Pretty much everything mentioned, depending on the man, without any requirement or obligations. She essentially has a sugar daddy. She can receive the financial fund from an older man, for example. These type of men typically can't sexually well, these type of men can't sexually please the woman, so he pays the 304 for her time. She can also, depending on her attraction, get long-term treatment from a man. Bills paid, car car paid for, house, etc. If she can play the game enough, she'll benefit without putting in without putting in any effort or giving up the pussy which I put a cat emoji, which is funny. Um, Another analogy is a woman in a nightclub, right? Now, this is the example of non-commitment fun. Woman in a nightclub. She can move freely and select her targets. She can establish the interaction without even opening her mouth, therefore displaying least attraction or commitment. And that's what I have. And what I mean by displaying less attraction is a guy who's interested in a chick, he's going to look at her for a little bit. And for a guy who's smart, you're going to look at a chick a little bit. Depending on how she looks at you, when she looks back, then you can establish something. Uh, most women, they're going to give indicators of interest if they're interested in you. Eye contact, all this other things, body language, all these things are important. But for a guy who doesn't understand it or for a woman who simply doesn't have that uh, appeal or that attraction level, she'll get stood up and then she'll learn the hard way. But commitment with a with a woman, like for a guy. Commitment. Involves a woman being submissive to some to some level. And I don't mean that in like a do as I say type of situation. Just be just be down with the program. Or if you disagree, have a logical rebuttal. Don't just say, well, I feel not. Nah, I need a I need a logical rebuttal. OK, most of y'all bitches can't can't provide that. <sighs> Niggas don't have time for all that bullshit and shenanigans. I'm high as fuck. I've been smoking this weed. I got I got just enough to hopefully roll another blunt. If I can roll another blunt in three joints, I'll be straight. Cause I still have I still have tomorrow, which is Tuesday, and then the day after Wednesday. Off every Friday, so you guys already know Friday is when I drove down. I wanted to get something original, so I put this shit together while I was at the job. And yeah, 
not that bad of a day, man. Considering the fact that I got to do the same shit tomorrow morning and what I did today, not that bummed about it. It's probably this weed that I'm smoking. It's probably this gas that I'm chiefing on that got me in that, you know, fuck it attitude. Like, there's a, there's a point where a guy just doesn't give a fuck. And let me explain something real quick, actually, before I end this. I, I figure I'll end this on a rant. From a guy who learned to not give a fuck and still be productive, right? So most teens essentially don't give a fuck. Like, if you ask a teen what they see themselves doing in five years, they're going to say the most out of line, like, unrealistic shit possible. I'll be an astronaut. I'll be this. I'll be that. You know what I mean? They're not going to understand shit, right? So, I figure, like, with certain with certain guys or certain content creators, to be specific, if they're making a large amount of money, then that's, like, their grind. And some guys will be willing to teach the game. Other guys are selling it for a profit. That's all, that's all their prerogative. From my perspective, it, it boils down to... Being able to find who you are, not getting tied up in too much shit going on, be comfortable in your own skin, be a fucking individual, have an independent thought, don't follow the narrative that people want you to follow, really understand both sides of, of anything before making a judgment moving forward, or just don't participate in shit at all. I've learned to do the latter more recently. When it comes to people, when it comes to like other things like outside of my job and, and shit that I enjoy doing that doesn't involve people, making music, playing video games, um, smoking weed, um, skateboarding, shit like that. And I haven't, I haven't skated in a while because my knee's been fucked up for like the past two days for some reason, probably because I'm an old piece of shit now. I've been beating my knees up, beating my legs up, skateboarding for for at least, Jesus, how long have I been skateboarding for? Um, let's see, I'm 30, 33. I started skating when I was like 12. It's a while. Is that 21 years or some shit? 2001. I can remember 2000, yeah, 20 years. I've been skating for 20 years. Well, I started skating 20 years ago. I haven't been skating consistently, obviously, as I gotten older. But, you know, by doing all those things, if I'm able to do that sometime during the summertime and get back to that, besides working and just physically lifting shit all day, which doesn't bother me, actually. Um, you know, I've always been in decent shape. You know, I've never been like scrawny, but I also never been super jacked either. And I maintain, I don't, I don't necessarily have a particular diet. I just learn to not eat the first eight to 10 hours of the day. Then I'll eat a nice healthy meal, you know, probably 10 hours after that.
Yeah. So yeah, I'm. I don't know. I don't know, man. It's been another wonderful occasion where I'm able to just finally get a chance to sit back, do an entire episode. Don't just do one part and then pause it and do nah. Next year is going to be kind of weird. I don't know how next year is going to be. Um, like I've mentioned before, there's a new supervisor coming in. New supervisor coming in and my coworkers leaving. So I don't I don't know what's going to really occur from this point going forward. But I I personally I like I already have things sort of mapped out what I want. Um like I said I'm kind of I'm optimistic which is actually frightening to say cuz typically I'm not about these things. But I'm just going to take this opportunity at the job for what it is and, you know, do what I can. And, and by that point, you know, it won't be that much. I, I, I don't I can't look at. How can I say this? I it's like when people say failure is not an option, like that's the most dumbest shit. Like I've mentioned this before, like certain things that people say. Makes no fucking sense. Failure is not an option. Says who? Unless it's something that's like easy as fuck to do. Of course, failure is an option. You may not want to fail, but it's a possibility that you will. And for some people, rather than rather than be intimidated by that, that actually brings them closer to that on a competitive level. Because they understand the risk, but fuck it. They got nothing really to lose. And that's the mentality that I kind of been having moving forward. You know what I'm saying? Just work. Work. Weed. And that's it. In podcasting, the cigarette. Unfortunately, I'm thinking about stopping cigarettes soon, but I really just want to get to that point where it's like I don't want to vape and do all that other crazy shit. I just want to stop everything besides weed. So I think I'm going to go for that towards the end of the year, God willing. But yeah. Another day. What more can I say except in the meantime and in between time and until next time? Jersey Judah, Red Pill Party Podcast, The Chapel of the Crimson Capsules, signing out. Peace. Goodbye. Adios. Sayonara.